I don't know if this episode will be helpful to anyone, but I'm just going to record it because I'm driving and I'm thinking about it. And one of the ways that I have come to cope with my situation, and for some of you, you may work and work full time and you get away from the house and you get away from uh, your situation or you have learned to cope with it. Maybe you have a big community of people who help you and we've talked about that. I just don't. And so this is kind of going along with taking care of the caretaker. But um, I, I don't, again, it may not be applicable, but it's just my journey. So I have, one of the things that I have done is I have developed a lot of different, um, I don't want to call talents because I'm not sure that I'm really that good at them but a lot of hobbies. Um, I, I enjoy creating things and my brain is a very busy brain. I have a hard time calming down and relaxing. Uh, it's just, it's just one of the things. I mean, I think I'm kind of ADHD. I, I just kind of have a hard time calming myself. And so I have over the years developed skills, I guess is what I will call them. Um, in different things. I love to, I love to do my house. I love to paint my house. When I say paint, I don't mean like I'm not an artist in painting, but I like to paint my house. Um, I have painted my house multiple times. And I heard this talk one time that was talking about if you are having, it was sort of focused on depression and anxiety, which I have had in my journey of life. I don't think it's as prevalent for me right now. Right now I'm just learning to cope with circumstances. And I think that was the case then too. But at that time I felt very overwhelmed. Um, I have learned to develop hobbies that help me because creating things and creation and creativity and projects actually help eliminate or alleviate uh, depression and anxiety. So I've taken up sewing, I've taken up um, just all kinds of different things. I love to create things. Like I said, I create in my house. I even got like a little part-time job working for Pottery Barn so that I could get the discount because I got, you know, all of this like kind of you know, your college furniture when you're young. And then I just slowly evolved into my grown-up furniture. So, um, little things like that have helped me take care of myself. Um, about four years ago, when my daughter Hannah was about ready to graduate from high school, I could see in the future that change was happening. And that is actually something that I do think I'm pretty good at is anticipating change and preparing for it. I, my mother is very, very needy. Uh, my mom was raised by alcoholic parents. She was an only child. She's very emotionally needy. And I've always, I just never wanted to be that way with my kids. It's always been such a drain on me that I have always thought, okay, change is coming. I have to prepare for that change. So about four years ago, I decided to take a class um, doing stained glass. And I became obsessed with it. 
absolutely, completely obsessed with stained glass. I put it, I was working on it from the moment I weighed, woke up until the moment I went to bed. I was so fixated on learning this craft. And I had heard somewhere that you have to put in 10,000 hours to become good at anything. And so I was like putting in my 10,000 hours. I mean, I was, I was, I fell in love with it instantly. And so I have, when my daughter Hannah moved out, I turned her bedroom into a glass studio. And so I have, I, I actually invested in having somebody come in and make the bathroom more um, usable for, for uh, you know, creating glass, washing glass. I had to have a big sink put in. Um, I had the tiles changed. I had a tile wall put in in the other room so that if I grind the glass, it wouldn't get on the wall and get it wet. And I just created a whole glass space. And I love it. If you ever want to look at my Instagram account, not because I'm trying to sell myself. I totally am not trying to sell myself because I honestly am a little intimidated about doing anything for anyone else. But my Instagram account is classy, classy, sassy glass. And don't ask me where I came up with that name. I can't even remember. But I just wanted to like post my journey. It's I think it's classy underscore sassy underscore glass. I think that's what it's called, but, um, I, it's classy, sassy glass. I just, I can't remember if there's underscores. So yeah, I, I have loved it. It's been such a healing element to my situation because now I'm getting to the point where, you know, people are starting to say, Hey, I heard your wife does glass. Um, would she be willing to do a window in my house? Uh, and my husband's like, looks at him like, uh, <laughs> is she good enough for that? I don't know. He, like I said, he's an attorney and he worked for a judge for a period of time as his clerk when he first started and they've just become friends over the years. He's actually retired now and he's moved to St. George, Utah. And he called him and said, I don't know how he knew this, but he called him and said, I heard your wife does glass. Would she be willing to do a window in my house? And my husband is terrified at the thought that I'm going to do a window in his house and like, it's going to be really ugly. And I'm terrified at it because I, I'm still developing my confidence. It seems like four years doing it and as much time as I've invested into it would be enough, but it, it, I'm still, I'm still a little insecure about it, but I love that I'm starting to grow. People are now starting to say, Hey, I've got this idea for a project or a gift I wanted to give. Would you be willing to do this for me? And I have started to make money, a little bit of money. I mean, the thing is, is you're never going to get rich being a glassmaker. It's if there's a ton of hours that goes into each piece, but it doesn't even matter to me. Like, honestly, I don't do it for the money. I do it because I need that outlet. I need that hobby. I need something that makes me feel useful because just being a full-time caretaker and a person who drives my daughter to and from work and it's not enough for me. And so I get involved. I, I love my glass. I, I love building things. I, I'm my, my dad was a home builder. I'm not afraid of tearing things apart and putting things together and creating things. And that has actually helped me a ton with the loneliness and the isolation that I often feel. 
um, just because of my situation. And it helps my marriage too. It helps everything. It helps the dynamics of my family because of the fact that I'm not needing my children so much. I'm not, I'm not dependent on them. In fact, a lot of times I don't talk to my other kids all week and they'll call me and be like, why aren't you, haven't you be called me? And I'm like, because I'm working on something. I'm I'm working on my glass. What do you want? I need for myself to not be a drain on other people. Not because of my circumstances, not because of my loneliness, not because of my isolation. I need to be involved. For 10 years, I taught early morning seminary for um, my church. And right now, I, I mean, I stay very involved in my church because number one, I need that spiritual perspective all the time. But number two, because I also, it keeps me busy. I mean, as a a member of my church, we keep really busy. They give us callings and we have associations with people in our callings. So we just had this week, we had a party um, for Galentine's for the women in the church. And, you know, I had stuff I had to do. I had stuff I was involved in and that was really beneficial. When I was teaching early morning seminary, Um, I was working with the youth, so it kept me feeling very um, relevant. And one of the things I've noticed about people in general, old people, I mean, just people in general, is they all want to feel relevant. Nobody wants to feel irrelevant. And um, even now, my husband teaches seminary, and, you know, if he needs a sub, he'll, if he's going out of town, he'll say, can you teach three days for me this week? Absolutely. So his class always knows me, <clears throat> you know, and today I'm going and I'm working at our temple, and I'm going to be there for about five hours working for the temple. And then, it's interesting, I was going to tell you this, is that um, I have a friend of mine who has a daughter that it has something going on this week and I've been wanting to go up to Utah to see her but I always have this like little internal struggle especially in winter because the weather in Vegas is so nice in the winter and it's usually snowy or cruddy up there in Utah but um my daughter said to me this morning and I was struggling with it Sarah did uh why don't you just go and I was like really and she goes yeah I don't want to go why don't you just go And you don't have to come home. You know, President's Day is on Monday. And she said, you don't have to come home on Monday. Just go because I like being alone. And I I want some time alone. And I thought that was really interesting. And sometimes I feel like I need to go out of town just so that I know I can. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I feel sort of stuck. Um, And Sarah is extremely conscientious of my emotional vibe. Isn't that interesting? Because when she was little, she wasn't. But over time, she has become extremely conscientious of when, how I'm feeling and when she needs to give me some space and when she needs some space. So today, after I finish my assignment at my temple, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go to Utah and I'm going to stay up there for a few days and check on my parents in Utah and go do this thing and maybe just rejuvenate my spirit a little bit. Again, that might not be possible for everybody and it might not be possible for you at this stage because if you're in the stage where you're still raising children, that might be hard. But it is important to figure out how you can fuel yourself and fill your bucket enough so that you don't feel stuck 
because I think that feeling of feeling stuck is one of the most terrifying, lonely, hopeless feelings. It's like, I can't, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. And I think that's why I had anxiety and depression when I was in the younger stage. I had all these little kids and I had these little problems I had to fix. And, you know, my husband wasn't around and I felt very stuck. So even if it means just finding a little corner of your house, just a tiny little corner of your house and figuring out what you can do to be creative. One of the things I did a few years ago is I have this little tiny, it's like a maybe five foot hallway in between rooms. Um, And I just decided to turn that into our travel wall. And so I painted that hallway just a little hallway. Um, it's not, it doesn't, it's not awkward because it doesn't like connect to the rest of the hallway. And I just got some pictures of us when we've traveled and now we call it the family travel wall. And it's where I put all of our pictures that, um, you know, I just, I want, I want to see, but I don't necessarily want everybody who walks into my house to see.